What is up, Rundown fans? It is your weekly dose of NXT goodness. It is NXT Revisited. I am Jason, of course, hosting this week once again. I am joined by the man with no tan, Ginger. What's going, What's going on? on? Nothing much. What's going on, man? Sorry yeah. about last week. I, I uh, got a case of the sh- Taco Bell shit. So, yeah. oh, there you go. Well, we all we've all been there. <laughs> yes, I'm sure everybody has. Uh, but where we have not necessarily been yet is this week's episode of NXT. Um, this was our lead-in to NXT Takeover 25, our go-home show, if you will. Um, we'll talk a little bit about whether they succeeded as a go-home show or not a little bit later on. Um, but we're going to recap, well, not recap, but preview NXT TakeOver 25 in just a few minutes as well. But let's talk about this week's edition of NXT, and we open the show with Mia Yim making her entrance. Um, how do you feel about Mia Yim so far in NXT, Ginger? Um, not awful. Uh, I think they could do a lot there. Uh, it's all about how much effort she wants to put forth mm-hmm. to see where she goes. Yeah, see, I, I sort of feel like that's similar. Like she's just she's she's good, but mm-hmm. she's just sort of there right now without really yeah. a whole lot going on. That's but this has been sort of a multi-week program between her and Bianca Belair, and this was perhaps the next chapter of that because Bianca comes out. They show a recap of Bianca in previous weeks, three weeks ago, I think it was stealing the win from Mia with the hair braid wrapped around the ropes, and then Bianca makes her way out. And I'll tell you what, Ginger, this is one thing I did like about this right off the bat. This wasn't your collar and elbow tie-up. They had three weeks of of these girls just being pissed off at each other, disliking each other, and they started the match as though it was a real grudge match, and I like that right off the top. Yeah, I mean, that's what you want. You don't want, like you said, the the three-week program. You're not going to do a collar elbow tie-up to start your match. You're going to want to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, all too often we see that, though. That's sort of my problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hate yep. that. So I, I like the start. This was good. Uh, early on, there was one impressive spot. Bianca doing a full cartwheel over Mia when she did the drop down. I like that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, definitely different, but uh, entertaining. It was good stuff. Yeah, Mia hits a cannonball in the corner. And at one point, while she starts kicking Bianca, she's yelling, all right, talk now. Talk now. <laughs> I, I love that. Again, that was sort of like the thing I love about Kevin Owens, too. It's like the, the real-life trash-talking you would do with someone if you were really in a competitive fight with them. Oh, yeah. And we see that in UFC all the time. Um, and that's sort of what they, what Mia did here, and I really, really liked that touch a lot. Um, at one point, Bianca puts on a double chicken wing while they're sitting down, and it just looks horrible because it's like, there's no way that hurts. Like... Yeah, I, I I saw that. I was like, what, are, what is she doing? Yeah, but I don't know if it was just like leading into the following spot, or she just like was like, I don't know what to do, and just threw it on. Yeah, she might have just gotten lost in in 
mm-hmm. where they were going, and that was sort of like the thing she just grabbed. You know, they tell you sometimes if you get lost, grab a rear chin lock and talk just it grab out. Just grab a chin lock. <laughs> that might have been what happened there. Um, Bianca did grab her hair braid while she did a kip-up, which I found incredibly impressive. That was very nicely done. <laughs> Probably completely by accident, but it looked really cool. Hey, um... You know, she she plays that hair gimmick pretty well. I oh, mean, that too. basically is her gimmick. So, I mean, whatever, any little touch that you can throw in with the hair, yeah. all the power to her. Yeah, and at this point in the match, I, I have the note that I think this is so far Mia's best match on TV. Um, mm-hmm. She she looked aggressive. It looked there was a lot of back and forth. Um, I thought the moves were were crisp for the most part. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite parts was after at one point. Bianca's got Mia pinned. Mia, Mia kicks out at two. And there's just this close-up of Bianca, and her face looks so fucking annoyed that Mia kicked out at two. <laughs> it was really good work by the cameraman. Great facials by Bianca. Um, nice little, again, nice little touch here. This is, the, this, and I say this a lot on this show, but that's what sets NXT apart. Those nice little touches, those attention to detail things that they do down there that we don't see all the time on the main roster. Um, this one, this one was really cool to me because it just felt like a real fucking fight. Like, it, it yeah. wasn't always pretty. Like a real fight wouldn't be, you know. <laughs> there would be exactly. some, some some clumsiness to it, and so and it felt almost like it was sort of planned clumsiness. Like they were really trying to make it feel like a real fight, and I think that came across really well in the match. That's um, what you want. I absolutely. Mean, that, that's you know, it's like like I always say to people, I don't like chops because you're not going to chop somebody in a fight. A fight is not going to be perfect. So, little sloppiness, give us the realism. Yeah, you're going to do a leapfrog drop down over, do it again. That's <laughs> you do that in a real fight, Ginger. No. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, at one point, Mia hits eat defeat on Bianca, but she is able to roll out to the floor. And I thought commentary did a great job of selling mm-hmm. how close Mia was to getting the win there, if not for just that beautiful heads up by Bianca to get out to the floor. Uh, Bianca tries to leave. They brawl a little bit on the ringside, but then, oh, Jesus Christ. Bianca oh. picks her up for the double chicken wing and just drops her face first onto the fucking apron. It looked bad. Well, because from that spot, Mia's arms are completely tied up. She can't do I, yep. anything to stop the fall. It's just straight mm-hmm. down into the fucking corner, which I don't know if you've heard about this before, but it is the hardest part of the ring. That's Oh, really? I, I, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Uh, um, I've heard it a few times, but... <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Once or twice on NXT, as a matter of fact. Um, I thought this was another nice touch, because Bianca was true to her character, was perfectly willing to take the count-out victory here, was sort of urging the referee to count faster. Uh, Mia gets in and breaks the count at nine, and at this point, Bianca just sort of loses her shit and goes ham on Mia, and I thought, I love that, too. Just forearms to the back, pulling her by the Holding hair. Holding her hair, just smashing her, it was good. It, it was sort of like a, a, a girl fight on World Star Hip Hop that you'd expect to see. <laughs> and I, I, again, I sort of loved the realism of it, and mm-hmm. that's, that just added so much to my enjoyment of this. Uh, Mia took a back body drop and landed flat on her fucking shoulder. It was ugly. Uh, it was an awkward looking like back body drop. I don't know if like she just pressed somewhere wrong and just, just it was that was an ugly flop. It almost looked to me, and you've seen this before. Sometimes when the spot is for the guy to take the back body drop and land on his feet, if you don't get the feet down, mm, you sort of land yeah. on the side awkwardly. And yeah. it almost sort of looked like that might have been what happened there. 
Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think there was just a little bit of a hiccup on the, the back body drop itself. I don't think they were going for that, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. But Mia certainly didn't uh, seem too damaged on the shoulder, but it looked nasty. Um, at one point, and then we get towards the end here, because Mia grabs the hair braid of Bianca Belair and uses it to hold her face in position as she hits Eat Defeat for the pin and the victory. Mia Yim, her first television victory on NXT, I believe. Impressive that they put her over Bianca, who we know they have such high expectations of. I really enjoyed the finish. Was that the first time that Belair's hair backfired on her for a finish? Uh, I believe it might be. Okay, yeah. So um, I definitely enjoyed it. I, uh, I, I, yeah, it, it was definitely an interesting go at it. Um, a few things that I want to point out. They did like the backslide, but she flipped over. Yeah. And then Belair rocked Mia Yim with that forearm shat- yep. shatter. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, I really love Belly. She snapped it quick. She was off the ropes. That I've always liked that version of the belly to belly. Off yes. when you throw them off the ropes and throw them over. I really like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. The glam slam on the outside to the apron was gross. Um, <laughs> I, That's I, what I, I have that in my notes. It was gross. <laughs> and then, um. Yeah, I mean, the the eat the feed with the hair. I, I really enjoyed this match. Like you said, it looked like a legitimate fight, and it was sloppy, but it made it look that much better. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we then run down the TakeOver 25 card, and we are brought to a video package for Tyler Breeds versus the Velveteen Dream. And this is, we're going to talk on the rundown proper tomorrow. We're going to talk a lot about AEW and their Double or Nothing show. But this is one of those areas where as much as I, and, and for those who want to go back and listen to my thoughts on, on Double or Nothing, uh, check out this week's edition of The Blender where Sal and I talked about it. But... This, to me, is if there's an area you want to be critical about or really say that WWE is head and shoulders still above anything AEW can do, it's these video packages. Because this was such an excellent video package, and they did, the thing that stood out to me was that they did a great job here of making this seem like this was months and months of a feud that really just started last week. Last week, they, yeah. They had one segment worth of footage to work with and a couple of interviews, and it felt like this was like the culmination of a three-month program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I, in all caps, put great video package on this because I was watching this package and like you said, it made it seem like it was a couple months worth of stuff, but it just started last week. And I was like, that. if you can do that, you know what the fuck you're doing. Absolutely. Now, you weren't here last week, Ginger. What was your thoughts of Tyler Breeze returning to NXT in that particular Loved segment it. with Velveteen? Loved it. Uh, he's a great talent, um, and he is being way – he wasn't even being utilized up on, on Monday or Tuesday. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. The stuff with Fandango, the, uh, the fashion police, that stuff was great. But – when does it become annoying and well, not not so much. I shouldn't say annoying, but uh, overdone. It has a cap and, on it for sure as to how far it, you can yes. go. Exactly, and it hit that cap, and it, neither of them had been seen for uh, God since I think two months before the draft. The shakeup even well, happened. Fandango's injured; he's recovering from surgery. So okay, but still, even that you put Breeze in there somewhere. They don't when teams are out. They don't like to keep the other guy out there. We saw that. Well, with the revival. he's originally seen... a. Si- yeah, but he's originally a singles guy, so you know he can do it. Yeah. So I, I, use I just, him. 
Yeah, well, they're using them now. They sent them back down the next yeah, season. and I'm I'm very happy about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And we've gotten two excellent matches out of Tyler Breeze. Um, you know, in, in NXT's history, you can look at that fatal four-way he had at the first takeover, and then I believe there was another, was it the match with Jushin Thunder Liger? So he's, he's got a history of really great matches at takeover. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk, like I said, a little bit at the end of this show and definitely tomorrow on the main show about our thoughts for this matchup as it heads into this Saturday night. But we then go, and we get a video package to tell us that this week's main event is Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus the Forgotten Sons. Really? <laughs> that That's the fucking main event on a go-home episode of NXT? Fucking... What, what are you expecting? Something other than Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, <laughs> and the Forgotten Sons. I don't ever need to see the word main event and forgotten sons next to each other ever. <laughs> I now refer to them as the go away sons. Like <laughs> I, w- I want no part of them at all. Well, they, they, they went away at the end of this episode. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we then go to a highlight package of last week showing Candice LeRae getting into it with the four horsewomen and IO, yep, sorry, EO coming out, uh, with the kendo stick and going ham on the horsewomen. This takes us to the back where the horsewomen are having a photo shoot. And they are asked if Shayna is afraid Io will beat her up with a kendo stick at TakeOver. Because clearly the person interviewing her has no fucking idea how championship <laughs> matches work in professional wrestling. And I like the fact that Shayna was like, no, I'm not afraid. She can't use fucking weapons. That was just straight up. Perfect. Just called the, the announcer an idiot for, for what they said. And they should. And I'm glad she did that. Uh, and she also makes the point that she's all out of friends, of course, a reference to Kyrie Sane, but that Shayna still has her friends as she looks at the horsewomen. So nice little promo here by Shayna, I thought, in a very quick quick amount of time. Yeah, not, not too bad. I mean, it was short, sweet, and to the point. And that's, I mean, that, I think that's what you kind of need for her. And she got everything across that she needed to. And that mm-hmm. was, again, if you can get everything across in a very short time, not feel rushed and make it make sense, I think you've hit a, hit a home run with that promo. So, Absolutely. Uh, out next, the guy who couldn't get into the main event because the Forgotten Sons had to be there, Kushida comes out for his first. <laughs> and i got to tell you, Ginger, I cannot fucking wait for Kushida's first major takeover match where he makes his entrance in a DeLorean because you know it's oh, going to fucking happen. Oh, yeah. It has <laughs> to. Fucking Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't fucking wait. First NXT title shot, something like that. We're going to get the fucking, like, the 88 miles per hour on the big screen and then the fucking DeLorean. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Cannot wait for it. It's got to happen. Orgasmic. Oh, so great. Uh, And then I've heard if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be pissed. I've talked myself into this. That's what usually happens. Uh, Next out, Drew Gulak in a short robe that looks like he's getting ready for a massage at the local rub and tug. Uh, But that's his style. And, you know, who can fault him for it? Uh, we start this match. Now, originally when I saw these two were going to be working together this week, I got curious. I thought this was going to be a great match. I was really looking forward to it. And I got to tell you, it didn't disapp- disappoint me. Um, I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but nope, continue. <laughs> nope. uh, we started with great chain wrestling right off the top. This match was so many reversals, everything so smooth and beautifully executed. It was a great showcase for both guys. Great, perfect opponent for both guys. Um, this was every bit what should have been a main event. Uh, at one point, Kushida reverses a backslide attempt into a fucking crossface. I've oh, never God, fucking seen I, that before. I fucking lost it. Oh, it was amazing. 
<laughs> Gulak, I'll tell you what, the, the thing with Gulak, he's now had two matches back in NXT. He's had this one, and he had the one with Matt Riddle. Both fucking fantastic, and Gulak, he's done all he's going to do in 205. Let's put him on NXT, let's make him a feature character, and let's get these kind of matches on the regular. Mm-hmm. After seeing this match, I agree 1,000%. Uh, Kulak hits the fireman's carry gutbuster, stiff as shit. Looked like Kushida. Oh. oh my god, he ate it on that one. There was he oh, didn't block yeah. that at all. It sort of reminded me of that backbreaker Ricochet took from Cesaro two weeks ago on Raw. Oh yes, <laughs> like no, it didn't break the fall at all. Just took all the impact Death. on the knee. Oh, it was awful. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, The reversal party continues in this one. as It's just one submission after another reversed into a submission by the other guy. Um, It was an absolute fucking clinic. Uh, At one point, Kushida hits a jumping cross arm breaker. You didn't hear that wrong. He hit a jumping cross arm breaker, which Gulak fucking reversed into an ankle lock because that's something that we've never seen before. I I was literally speechless when I saw it. My jaw just hit the floor like, oh, my God. That's amazing. So he basically like did like a hip toss and just fell into it in perfect. Oh, oh my yeah. God. This match was fucking top-notch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Kushida hits a sick in Zaguri, almost sends Gulak face first into the but- turnbuckle. Uh Kushida at one point floats over into a hoverboard lock, but Gulak fights through it and reverses it. And I love that, too, because it was a real struggle. It was mm-hmm. like one guy's trying to put on a move and the other guy's trying to stop. And that's something, again, we don't see that all that often. Um, yep. Like if somebody's trying to put a hold on you, you would fight. You would make it like there would be urgency and panic in your fighting. And then that's what Gulak gave. And I thought that was great. Uh, then Kushida, out of nowhere, just gets a roll-up win. Um which was which was great. I thought it was actually cool that they they left the door open for for something with these two these two to continue doing business in the future. Uh, they talked a lot of trash after the match. At one point, Gulak tell, calls to Kushida a coward right before he leaves. Um, this was fucking fantastic. Um, I, I don't give a fuck what you call the main event. This was the best match on the show by far. <laughs> yeah, I agree, hundred um, uh, percent. This I was. I was very surprised because I've never seen Kushida, I mean, besides the past few weeks that I've watched, or I haven't seen Gulak really given a good singles non-gimmick, like, you know, just kind of the, the goofy style. And seeing him, I am thoroughly impressed with both of these guys. Yep. That, I, I, love, I love chain wrestling, mm-hmm. and these two fucking nailed it and knocked it right out of the park. Oh, I mean, like I said, there were, I can't even go through all the reversals and counters. <laughs> like, it was insane. You have to watch this to see what these guys did. It was off the fucking chart. And, and again, and I keep going back to this AEW thing, but when people say WWE, AEW is competing with WWE, they're not. They're competing with NXT. That's the same yep. group of wrestling fans. And this was a match that would be perfectly at home on an AEW show. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. that, and that's sort of what, what I think is the template that AEW is using and should use. And it's, I, I think those two companies are, are far more mirrored than WWE and AEW. But again, we'll talk more about that. But this match just really stood out to me as, as something you could see main eventing an AEW show is that uh, quality. Another thing that I enjoyed was both of them trying to go for the um, abdominal stretch 
Uh, and they literally did like five circles around each other trying to grab it, and then Kushida jumped into the uh, uh, octopus. Yeah, octopus stretch. Just uh, this match all around was amazing. Like, I, if 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 you want to see a good clinic wrestling match, this is exactly what you want to watch. I'm gonna go so far as, and I haven't watched 205 yet, but. I did listen to Jeff and his girlfriend recap 205 Live, so I don't feel like I missed much. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say this was the best match on WWE this week, by far. Um, okay, yep, I, I'll, I agree with that. Cesaro and Ricochet probably second, but yep, but this one this one outlasted that one, out, outdid that one for me. And by the way, speaking of which, if you haven't gone and listened to Hurry Up and Cruise Away, Jeff's girlfriend absolutely steals the show. Uh, go check it out, it is fantastic. Um <laughs> I think I think we're like three minutes into the episode when she calls Jack Gallagher's mustache a pussy tickler, and I'm like, all right, I'm all in now. Fantastic, excellent work, excellent work by Jeff and his girlfriend. And I apologize for forgetting her name, but you know, I've I've only heard her by Troy's nickname, and I'm not going to repeat that on air. So, um, (laughs) moving on. We go to the back, and my everyone's favorite Wednesday night snack, Kathy Kelly, is talking to Io Shirai. Uh, and she tells Io what Shayna says later because she's a fucking tattletale. No, uh, Io says, she, Io, and I'll tell you what, Io's promo I thought was actually really good. For somebody who's yes. not speaking native, and by far better than Kyrie, by far more understandable than Asuka. So I think that bodes very well for her long-term success on the main roster that she can actually cut a promo um, without much difficulty. And you can get across what she's trying to say. Uh, anyway, her, she does say that she's not afraid of Shayna or her friends. At this point, Candice uh, interrupts and tells Io that she has her back, and they sort of walk off together. And at one point, Candice says, and let Shayna know that. And again, I think I said, I said it last week, and you weren't on. I'm so fucking glad we're finally doing something with Candice. She's been perhaps the most underutilized female on the roster since she was signed. Um, Way too much of just being Mrs. Johnny Gargano and not enough of being Candice LeRae. And I'm looking forward to seeing her get a run for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, th- I think maybe she almost got a little lost in the shuffle a little bit. Because they had, what, uh, how many multi-women matches? We had, they had four-way yeah. at the last takeover. So yeah. I, I think she's just been kind of lost in the shuffle, and I think they kind of wanted her to enjoy – her husband, fiance. Yeah, well, and I think she was Gargano. her husband. John Gargano, her and Gargano. Okay. Um, and, and I think she was on the fringe of the whole Gargano Champa story too. Um, so I yes. think that sort of was her role at the time. It just it wasn't a large role, and it kept her out of the ring. And neither one of those things should be true for her. So I'm glad to see we're we're sort of course correcting on her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we then go to a Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole video package, and everything I said about the video package earlier, copy it for this. Fucking fantastic. Uh, <laughs> these are the things, and it's it's. I said it before, I'll say it again. These are the little things that set this company apart. When you talk about people want to compete, you have to compete in production. These are where you tell the stories. This is what they do an amazing job with. Now, AEW has the benefit of having the weekly television show being the elite on YouTube, and they've, they've done and to be fair, they've done an amazing job of building angles and telling stories in 20-minute shows once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've shown that they can do that. And now that they have some money behind them, we'll see what they can do. I was underwhelmed at the video packages at Double or Nothing. I thought that was something that they that, – that's an area where they have room to grow. Um, leading into it, the, the video package with Dustin and Cody was fantastic. 
and I'm talking way too much about AEW here, but I'm just using this as a template. Like, if they want to know how to do video packages, these are the ones they should watch that were on this week's NXT episode, because these were amazing. Um, again, same thing. We've got about, we got a little more build with Gargano and Cole, but a lot of it was centered on just what happened in the last two weeks between the two of them. Um, they highlighted Johnny's return to Cleveland. Uh, Adam Cole is the tortured soul, feeling like he should have won the match because he got the first pinfall victory. I, I thought it was just beautifully done. Excellent story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, uh, the, this only made me want to see this match even more. I mean, the 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 difference in video packages from when NXT originally started to now. What a fucking difference. Yeah, well, when they first started, they weren't expecting to be a big yeah. draw for people. Which is fine. Uh, I'm just saying, like, how far it's come is just mind-boggling. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, we then go to the ring for our main event, if you can call it that, because Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch come out, and then the Forgotten Sons come out, and Birch starts with a drop kick. That's what I got. Yep. It's the highlight. Um, there was one other highlight, though. Well, we go... Go ahead. Okay. Uh, We go to the point where they go to the outside. Uh, Jackson Riker gets kicked out by the official as he goes up the ramp and he gets to the top of the ramp. Out of fucking nowhere, the street profits just fucking wipe him out. That was tremendous. I love that. Uh, then the Prophets hit the ring, a brawl breaks out, and the Prophets dump the Forgotten Sons all the way out to the floor to a thunderous thank you Prophets chant from the NXT crowd. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. Uh, and while the Prophets are out, the uh, Lorcan and Birch and the, and the Street Prophets start brawling. At this point, the Forgotten Sons grab chairs from ringside and they lay the other four guys out. Uh, as Riker is standing at the top, smiling at the handiwork his group's just done, Undisputed Era comes and wipes Riker out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all head to the ring and lay them out. The four teams brawl, and eventually all four members of Undisputed Era are out there, and they stand tall, beating all of the other teams down. At this point, they go to leave. Uh, Cole grabs a ladder from under the ring, and they just, the four members of Undisputed Era take it and just full-on fucking run up the ramp and batter ram this thing right into Riker's face. awesome. Uh, I don't know if the spot was, was what I popped for the person they did it to. <laughs> it was a mixture of both for me. Because, <laughs> like, when, when, when have you ever seen four guys charging a ladder at somebody's yeah. head? So earlier on, I said I was I was pissed when I found out that this was our main event. I thought they did as much with it to keep me happy as they could have. Yeah, I we, mean, you, you kind of knew it was going to happen, go down like this yeah, from we, as we soon as they announced it. So yeah, we didn't get a whole lot of the of the tag team match itself, which is good. I think that saved it, um, and then the brawl, which is what it should be. Now, of course, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but this is heading to our ladder match for the vacant titles at NXT TakeOver 25. And I guess that's a good segue, because we're going to talk about the card we have coming up this Saturday. And let's start with the Undisputed Era, taking on the Street Profits, the Forgotten Sons, and Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch in a fatal four-way ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. Now, we're going to do predictions tomorrow night, Ginger, but tonight, what are your thoughts going into this match? You're going to see a lot of people die in this match. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they are going to, because, when when was the last ladder match? Uh, It was Balor, right? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, no, it was the uh, North American title match. Okay. 
look what happened there. Stole and, the show. And exactly. So look at this match and look at the people that are in it. So the Street Profits, who I don't mean this in a negative way, which one is the skinny Street Mont- Profits? Montez Ford. Okay. Him alone, jumping off the top rope, almost jumps out of screen. Yes. What the hell do you think is going to happen when he jumps off the top of a ladder? Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna... gonna to touch the ceiling. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> um, but this match is going to be insane. It's it's going to be hard hitting, too, with um, Larkin and... Um, oh, shit. Uh, Birch. Birch. Birch and Larkin. 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 Shit. All right, Sal. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, those guys, I think they're gonna have, they're gonna mix well with the go away sons um, because they're more heavy hitters. They're not really the high flying type, right? Um, so, and then you got undisputed era and uh, street profits. Huh? It's this match is it, it should be a recipe for a show stealer. Okay, um, <clears throat> I have a slightly different take on this because to me. I feel like the ladder match stipulation is wasted here. I feel like it almost have been better find even just a fatal four way or even a mini tournament with the four teams. I would have loved to see Gargano and Cole get the ladder match stipulation on this show. I think they could have been fantastic with that. Their whole story is built around, you know, I pinned you, you pinned me, blah, blah, blah. And it sort of lends himself to a match where, okay, fine. Nobody gets to pin anybody. The winner's going to be the person that gets the ladder, climbs the ladder, gets the belt. Um, okay. So to me, that would have been where I would have gone with it. But, you know, decisions, decisions. I still think this will be a great match. Like I said, I'm looking very much forward to seeing what Montez Ford does off the top of that ladder because there's something coming. Yeah. Death. (laughs) We also have the original bro, Matt Riddle, taking on the Messiah of the Backbreaker, Roderick Strong. This is low-key going to be a potential show stealer. It's going to be a good match, uh, without a doubt. I mean, no match on this card is going to be bad. There's no chance of it. But um, this match, I have a feeling these two are going to beat the holy hell out of each other with stiff shots. And just, I think they're going to, they might throw some good submission moves in there too. Um, Just all around, this is going to be an ass kicker of a match. Yeah, we talked about the the clinic of of mat wrestling and counter wrestling that we saw this week in Kushida and Drew Gulak. I think we're going to see a similar type of match between Riddle and Strong, and I'm really there for it, especially Mm -hmm. on that stage. Uh, we also have the North American Championship we talked about earlier. Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze making his return to NXT. I cannot fucking wait for this one. <laughs> this might be the match I'm most excited for. Uh, I was a Tyler Breeze fan when he was back in NXT. I think I mentioned it last week on the show. Um, back in that original run for Tyler Breeze, I said he would benefit so greatly if NXT had a mid-card title at the time. They didn't have it at the time, and he, of course... Never got that run with the big title, so he was just sort of relegated. Um, they now have that mid-card title in NXT, and his first match back is a shot at it. I think that's poetic justice. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I mean, back to the video package for this. This video, The video package for this match made me look forward to this match a lot more. Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting because you, you, you don't... Breeze hasn't been in the ring for a little bit, so it's going to be interesting to see how his um, uh, how he holds up as to breathing and you know, his cardio in the ring. But I'm, I'm sure he'll be okay. But yeah, th- this match, this is definitely going to be a barn burner. Well, when we say he hasn't been in the ring, 
that's on television. My guess is he's been down at the Performance Center working with Dream and putting something together. So we're going to see something really special on Saturday, I think. Yeah, but it's a little – it's different. Compared to being – getting that adrenaline rush at a – especially at a takeover compared to – just kind of, you know, doing stuff in an empty or a training center, so to speak. Well, yes, but the other side of that is, is if Dream is still working the main roster, I'm not Dream, sorry, if Breeze is still working the main roster, uh, and then he's just coming down for this one night to do this show, I don't think they have the time to put together the type of match that they're going to have time to put together now. So I think that's the benefit of Breeze being down at the Performance Center and being able to work out all those spots. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to get a kick-ass match as a result mm-hmm. of that. We also have the NXT women's title on the line. Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai. Shirai's first crack at the title in a one-on-one situation. Uh, apparently it's a no kendo sticks rule. I think, Thank God the interviewer told us that. Uh, what are your thoughts about this one, Ginger? Uh, I can't stand Baszler. I've made that pretty much noted through on both shows. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good match. I really hope EO takes it. All right. I, I love – I'm a fan of Shayna, and uh, I have designs on my girl Candice LeRae capturing that women's title with, in a feud with Shayna at some point, so – I, I think I hate Shayna so much because every time she's on a takeover, out of all the theme musics to get stuck in my head the next morning, hers is always fucking theme song. I don't know why, but I think theme. that's why I hate I like her it. so much. It's a good theme. Good energy. <laughs> it sounds like a professional fighter's theme song. I like that. Yes. Uh, I like that a lot. Um that, of course, brings us to the main event of TakeOver 25. And before we even get to that, is it It feels weird that we're, we're getting ready for a TakeOver on Saturday night without a pay-per-view attached to it Sunday. I thought the same thing. It's a really weird feeling, and I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it. It just sort of seems like it's almost like it feels like you're going to a house show. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I like it because this is going to be what... That takes them to that little extra step level. Like, okay, we don't have to. Not saying that they were doing this. We're, we don't. They, they're not going to have to backpack, so to speak, off of the pay per views. This is going to prove that without good following them to a major pay per view, they're going to be able to pull off a fucking fantastic show. It, they are, and I. If you allow me to put on my conspiracy theory hat for a second, I'll. I think this is Go better. I, I think this is better for the main roster than it is for NXT because this means that the next WWE pay per view they won't have to hear, "Oh, NXT did better than you. NXT was a better show than you. NXT outdid you." Um, they might still hear it, but it won't be back to back, so you won't have that direct comparison, um, okay. which I think happens a lot, and I think that's probably something oh, that yeah. pisses Vince off if you know Vince. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I, I'd imagine this is actually a benefit for the main roster. They won't have that same sort of pressure on them, which I think the pressure is good for them, but I don't think they're allowed to live up to the expectations that TakeOver sets forth for them. And I think it's a benefit for the fans as well because they don't have a, an immediate comparison. Right. Yep. Fair point. All right. So we I mentioned it a second ago, but the NXT Heavyweight Championship on the line. Johnny Gargano making his first title defense against Adam Cole. And this is a story that was not necessarily planned to be told yet. Uh, of course, it came about as a result of Tommaso Ciampa's injury, but these two have picked it up and really made this feel important in a very short period of time. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, they've, they've built it every week by week, except for this week. They didn't really, they kind of just did the video packages and that was yeah. it. But um, 
have to. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to top their two out of three falls match. Yeah, yeah that was a match but, of the year candidate, so it puts them in a tough spot. So they're going to have to pull out uh, a lot of new stuff, yeah. but maybe throw a couple little reminders in this one. But I'm definitely looking forward to this yeah, one. Yeah, I cannot wait to it. And we will be back here next week on NXT Revisited to go over everything that happened at NXT TakeOver 25. We hope you've enjoyed sitting back and reviewing what happened on this week's edition of NXT with us. want to remind you, tomorrow night we will be back on this very rundown feed. We'll be live on YouTube for the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, the flagship show on this here wrestling network. Uh, we, Like I said, you can check us out live on YouTube where you can interact live with the show in our chat room. Uh, it's always a good time in there. And, Ginger, I know you've had a good time being on there with us. Oh, absolutely. And trust me, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night will be one of our more spirited episodes, I think. I think there will be a lot of debate, disagreement that will go on. And it might be we might have to break out the boxing gloves, and, and this is going to get nasty. But uh, I think it's going to be really, really entertaining. So you definitely want to check that out. Also, we will be revealing who won the hottest men tournament matchups for the week and previewing the following week's matchups. All that along with our perfect 10. And we will give our predictions for NXT TakeOver 25. So it is a stacked show tomorrow night. want to encourage you to check that out. Uh, as I said earlier, NXT, I'm sorry, as I said earlier, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight dropped this week with Jeff and his girlfriend watching NXT. Um, I keep I got NXT on the brain. Watching Crew 205 Live. Don't miss that. Uh, so much great stuff on this network. It is phenomenal. And I hear perhaps there might be a ginger centric show somewhere in the future. It's coming up. I'm I'm I I'm working my ass off to get this done. Alright, we look forward to hearing that. And we look forward to seeing you all back here for next week when we talk about TakeOver 25 and review another great episode of nxt probably go probably one of the filmed same day as the show so it might be a lot of recaps so we might spend a lot more time on (laughs) reviewing takeover but we'll see until then for ginger i'm jason and we will nxt you next week bye